Oh my, it's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Wednesday, August 30th, with your hosts, Ray, that would be me, and uh, the handsome guy over there, Mr. Zach. Thank you, Bob. Okay, first things first. Yeah. If you are a car dealer, you watch our content, join, or I shouldn't say join, apply to the Trusted Dealer Network, caredge.com slash trusted to learn more. And if you're part of our community and you're trying to buy a car, go read how we're planning on partnering with trusted car dealers, caredge.com slash trusted. For today's show, Dad. Yeah. Right now is the worst time ever to buy a used car. You know, I've heard that somewhere. I, I might have even postulated that at some point in time. I got I got four four bullet points right here that we're oh. about to run through. We got some new data from Edmonds that just came out yes. uh, two days ago. Yes. All right. And I want to run you through my four bullet points for why I think right now is the worst time in history to buy a used car. You ready? History? Yeah, I'm going what? for it. Wow. Okay, first things first. The yes. number one reason, Dad, why right now is the worst time in history to buy a used car. Yes. The quality of used cars for sale has never been lower. <clears throat> Again, let me make – I got four bullet points, folks. Four bullet points. Let me make my points. I didn't say a word. Houston repo agency's volume up 15% year over year. This comes from the industry, industry publication Auto Finance News. No matter where you look, we know the number of vehicles that are being repossessed. Yes. That means people stop paying on their auto loans. And now they're repossessed and they're being sold at, at auctions and dealers are, are listening to them again, is going up. Repos are not necessarily poor quality vehicles, but they are a proxy for if a vehicle is in good or bad condition. You've always said I'll let you get a word in edgewise. You've always said people that have their vehicles repossessed, how likely were they taking care of that vehicle, correct? Well, if they couldn't afford to pay for the car, why would they even bother with the maintenance? All right, so quality is low. Yeah. The other proxy for quality, Dad, I'm not necessarily saying that older cars are of lesser quality, but when we start to think about an equation of value, bang for your buck, yes. all of the data points to the used vehicles that are for sale are trending older. The average age of a used car that's being sold out there is older. Makes sense. We had that big shortage of new cars being produced over yes. the past couple of years, so we have older used vehicles. So number one is quality. The two measures of quality I'm using to say that they're being, you know, they're trending poor, age of the vehicle the number of repossessed vehicles then dead yes. then you start to look at price all right because this is your bang for your buck maybe if the quality is worse and that the age is old you know it's an older unit or an older vehicle okay the price must go down the Edmonds data all you got to do is scroll back up the yes. Edmonds data shows that in Q2 of 2023 we actually saw used car prices by average transaction price go up a little bit from Q1 dad and we are up Let's look at this. The average transaction price for used vehicles in Q2 2023 was $29,472, a 4.6% downturn compared to last year's record peak of $30,905, but a steep 46% increase from Q2's 2018 tally of $20,153. I should be able to get all the money in the world for my clubman. I, yeah, that, that's another, another story for another day. Cardano yes. is supposedly offering you more money. So point number one, why isn't there right now the worst time to ever be in the market for a used car quality? Yes. We talked about repos and we talked about age. And then the price, it's still through the roof. Yes. The third thing that factors in for most of us, Dad, in the market to buy a new or used car would be interest rates, right? Because last time I checked, yes. most people still finance the purchase of their used vehicle, although we have some new data that shows that 30% of people last month in July actually paid cash. The interest rate, the average APR debt yes. on a used car loan as of as of this morning, Cox put this data out either actually yesterday morning, 
Zoom in on it. Yes. 13.76%. A veritable bargain. 13.76%. Are reason, we back in the early 80s? Reason number three why yeah. right now is the worst time to buy a used car in history. Yes. Your APR that you're going to get approved for on average is 13.76%. Now, at the same exact time, yes. the other factor in all of this pops would be the trade-in value of your vehicle. Wholesale values are plunging. Most people, when they go to buy a car, they trade in their existing vehicle. Well, right now, another factor that makes this a terrible time to be in the market is this chart. Wholesale values from BlackBook have fallen off of a cliff. We weren't here yesterday to talk about it, but wholesale values fell another 0.86% week over week, down almost 4% in the first in the first three weeks or the last three weeks, excuse me, of August. We have seen trade-in values go down, 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 down. And mm-hmm. anecdotal evidence of this over on X. I'm at Shevska. X. Car dealership guy has this preview of an interview he yeah. did with one of Ohio's largest car dealers. I'm not going to play the whole thing. Let me mute it. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but the owner here is talking about the number of negative equity deals they're seeing. Yeah. Let's look, let's just read the, uh, read the, the, they had 10 deals on Saturday that all had more than 10 grand of negative equity. We've never seen that on a Saturday. What what they, they prefer to see it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. (laughs) Four reasons, dad, that I'm making a case for why right now is the worst time ever to buy a used car. Quality, price, interest rate, trade in value. What say you? Um, well, the trade in value is is directly related to when people really overpaid for their pre owned cars or their cars uh, two years ago and two and a half years ago. Uh, yes, the quality is down. Yes, the interest rates are up. Yes, repos are up. Um, the the value associated with older age, higher mileage vehicles um, has not been there because typically in the past, the older aged, higher mileage vehicles would sell for considerably less. They're not anymore because there is that shortage of used cars to begin with. So am I going to sit here and argue with you that this is not the worst time? Um, Well, from that one chart, you know, I think two quarters ago or three quarters ago, the prices might have been higher or a year ago. Um, the average transaction prices were higher. So maybe then that was the absolute worst time in history. Um, but, you know, the, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. Uh, hence, retail prices for used cars are still uh, obscenely high. Yeah, they absolutely are. Do you think we're going to see the the change in this though? That's that's the thing that I as I put this list together and as I was reviewing the data and Edmonds has their take on what they think is going to happen. They think that used car prices are going to stay elevated for the foreseeable future. Do you think it gets better or do we see people move more and more towards these new cars that actually have inventory? Because that is the other storyline here. If you're in the market to buy a car, look at new cars. New cars that have inventory. Some some brands have inventory. Yeah, like go look for a Mazda if you're looking for a relatively inexpensive new car. Go look for a Subaru if you're looking for a relatively inexpensive new car. Go look for a Ford, a Stellantis product. If you're looking for a not-so-relatively <laughs> expensive new but, car. But those are the ones that have the most inventory at the moment. Now, all that can change dramatically in about 15 days. For sure, for sure. But yeah. what do you think, Dad? Do you think the market for used cars will get better or, or could, it, could it potentially continue to get worse? 
I'm not, I'm not putting you on the spot. No, you're not putting me on the spot because I believe it was in January or February, whenever it was, uh, when I I did a video on my own, one of my one and only uh, solo, solo videos, videos. Yeah. Um, where I I explained why I thought we are looking at close to a decade's worth of used car shortages and used car pricing being higher than what we would anticipate. And I believe at that time, I said in the video, if you can find a car that you like at a price that, that's affordable for you, it would probably be cheaper to buy it then than to wait. Um, because I don't really see used car pricing coming down. If there is a strike, a UAW strike, unless new cars get sold, unless trade-ins happen, well, then that's just going to put more pressure on the on pricing for pre-owned cars. You know, I am I. I have my opinion has has been the same since like January or February. Yeah, this this isn't getting better for a while. I think it's years. Okay, maybe by the end of the decade, um, even though wholesale prices are declining, retail prices are are staying stubbornly high. So, yeah, this is this is probably a continuation of the worst market ever to try and buy used car. Edmonds came up with four trends. We talked about two of them. One yes. was the prices are yes downish, but still way up. Forty six percent from twenty eighteen, still up. The other is that yes. the vehicles are trending older. Look at this trend number four, Dad. Yes, off lease is no longer a reliable pipeline for near new vehicles. Quarterly lease volumes fell off. They're starting to bounce back. Yes. And they will continue to bounce back, but you don't see that in the used car market for at least well, two years, if typically three years. You know, we we have the 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 actual market condition of most of these potential lease returns is such that people would be foolish to turn them back in. The residual values in many cases are still 20 to 30% below what the actual market value of the vehicle is. Well, if you lease the car, you've maintained the car, you know exactly how it's been driven for the three years that you've had the lease, you would be foolish to turn it in. It would make sense one of the few times in your lifetime where you could say, I'm going to buy something and I know I've got 30% equity built into it right from Jump Street. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, We're not going to see a big so, influx. So, of yeah, you're not going to. And 2021, 2022, the manufacturers weren't really supporting leasing like they had. So, Right now, about one in five vehicle sales is actually a lease. Well, it used to be about one in three, okay? We're nowhere near that. They need to get back to that. And, and they need it for two reasons. One, for consumers who want to buy like a nearly new, youngish used car. But more importantly, the dealers would like to have them. Totally. You know, that was a pipeline for dealer inventory in the past where you knew your your captive leases would be coming back. You could look at each month's um, lease returns that you could expect to come in, the maturities that you expected that to show up. that would be used up. cars that you could go sell. The, you, you could – 
if you were smart at what you did and you knew these cars would be coming in in two to three months, you could be setting your, your customers up. Here's a car we know should be coming back. We can try and get it back here sooner if you would have an interest in it. It became a virtual inventory for you. All right. I want to uh, just demonstrate a few things very quickly then go to the chat. We're talking about leasing. I saw a couple comments about trade-in values. I just want to make sure everyone understands. We're not going to get into all of the specifics today on the show. CarEdge.com. Go to resources. Click on free guides. Yes. Come down here to the search bar. There's a search bar. And type in lease. Yeah. So, for example, we're talking about lease. Okay, there's some yeah. stuff about the Polestar 3. Here are the best new lease deals. What does it mean to lease a car the consumer's guide? There's even more down below. Uh, you can sell a leased car for a profit. Why you should lease instead of buy right. We've got so much stuff. You just have to go there. Resources. You have to start the guides, search bar. And then go to the search. The other thing I'll mention is Can you get a that, martini at the search bar? The other thing that I'll mention here, Pops, is that we've got um, Doc in the chat saying, CarMax just offered me $3,000 more for my Prius than they did two months ago. Okay. One of the great things that we have back on CarEdge.com slash sell yes. is you get offers from CarMax and all of the other uh, dealers in your area in one place. You can see all the competitive offers in one place, CarEdge.com slash sell. So please take advantage of this resource. It's 100% free and you should be doing it because you know what? If certain vehicles are going up in value. And Doc would probably be wondering why that is. Well, because there's a shortage of Priuses. It's very difficult to get a new one. So the value of a a nicer quality pre-owned one, those are vehicles that, that CarMax, Carvana, most car dealerships would step up for. Jay gave you some love about your joke. I'm sorry I didn't. All right, let's yeah, keep, well, <laughs> let's keep you know, What good's here. the bar if you can't get a drink? We've got from Brandon over at Car Questions yes. Answer. Good to see you, Brandon. Went to a Toyota dealer yesterday, and they had almost a full lot again. Filmed what, there. Awesome. what happened? Why? Why is that? Were they? Was there almost full lot? Was that 90% uh, sold units that had come in and are just awaiting delivery? Um, and and define what's almost the full lot. Was it 300 new cars? Was it 70 new cars? Not to put you on the spot. <laughs> well, you'll have to watch this video, Dad. But that's not going to give me the answers. Maybe, I want to talk to Brandon personally. Maybe he's got the answers. We shall see. Kimmy wants to know, so you think it's better to buy new? We've talked about this ad nauseum. We both think that new is a better value than used yes. in the current market, especially because it comes with a vehicle history that you understand. How there is none. It's under manufacturer warranty. The manufacturer incentives are increasing. There's a counter argument to be made, Kimmy, because the price points have gone up so significantly. But some of the brands like Mazda, yes. Subaru, like Mazda, Subaru, they offer relatively good value yeah, in no, today's market and do. have and have inventory. Yes. Okay, Pops, let's keep moving along here. Um <laughs> Wow. Well, thank you, Brandon. I, I didn't mean to do that to you. I'll let you guys handle that wow. offline. Wow. All right, talking about Toyota death. I think he's going to make me pay for that steak dinner eventually, just for that last comment. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Talking about Toyota. Yeah. This is not a really, you got to be kidding me, this was really disappointing to see, this news that came out yesterday. Toyota's manufacturing plants were shut down. Yeah, for a day. I know. Did you read about this? I did. Pretty wild stuff. Toyota plants shut down. Happened during system update, report says. The full-day outage at its Japan plants could be the equivalent to $356 million in revenue. 
Reuters calculations based on output data and financial reporting showed. So, so wait wow. a second. One, one, one day's worth of production is worth $356 million. And we're in the wrong damn business. <laughs> Think of it. I mean, they move hundreds of billions of dollars well, a yeah, year. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, they, they expect to sell 10 and a half million cars, um, you know, globally this year. Man, that's a lot. Yeah, so this was this was disappointing. I love this was Brandon a, too. This was a uh, systems update that unfortunately went wrong. Toyota is one of the few brands that can't afford to have things like this going wrong for them because their inventory. I mean, tune into Brandon's video, but still, the inventory is so low. Yes, it that is having a, an, a, a whole day outage is a huge, yes, huge issue. And, for and them. it is it is low in most parts of North America. Um, and you know, God bless our friend uh, Igor. He was at a uh, Toyota meeting. Um, uh, recently, and and their expectation is to go even further upscale, um, up market. They they expect Lexus to increase sales, and they and and on the Toyota side of things, they they want to go more up market. So I guess ultimately, they're going to abandon um, the inexpensive starter vehicles for for families um you know the the corollas might the, they'll always be a corolla there just might not be as many of them available um they they might be abandoning that portion of the market to might be we've we've done analysis we've of this, seen we've seen we'll yeah. do an example here in just a moment but look at michael's comment yeah my wife stopped at a toyota dealer and they quoted her seventy one thousand dollars out the door for a new Sienna, never thought I'd see a seventy-one thousand dollar. Well, here can I thing. can I share something with you, Michael? You still haven't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what you saw is a dealer asking for way too much money for a a Toyota Sienna that allowed it to get to seventy-one thousand. But you still haven't seen a seventy-one thousand dollar minivan. Not not on a Toyota lot. Let's let's do a quick let's do it. We always love to do these live analysis on the show. Let's What's do this we stuff bet? Yeah, you like I, to do I, that. I, I like yeah. to do it. I want I want to I want to do this live. Okay. I'm coming to cars.com. I'm going to the car search pops. What I want to look at is yes. new Toyotas. New. Toyota. We've got new. And new. we're doing a nationwide search. Okay. So supposedly there's 197,549 New Toyotas for sale nationwide. At least according to listings. Let's look at um, Corolla or Camry. Corolla's there. You know, Corolla. Corolla's the cheapest one? Yeah. Okay. There are 15,886 Corollas for sale nationwide. Note that if I were to exclude in transit, so let's do that. <laughs> oh, we just lost ten thousand vehicles. <laughs> Why have we never done that on the show? I don't know. If you excluded transit, we're down to five thousand six hundred and twenty-one. Yes, Toyota Corollas for sale nationwide. And my guess is that uh, uh, four thousand six hundred of them are already spoken for and pre-sold. Okay, I, we we obviously don't have a way to measure that. The, no. the thing that we do have, and I, I wanted yes. to show everyone that was under availability, and then you just choose exclude vehicles in transit. Yes. Let's look at trim levels, Dad. The lowest trim for a Toyota is the LE, correct? I do believe, yes. All right, so we said, let's just make sure we're all, we're all in the there same. There were 5,600. 5,621. 5,621 yeah. Toyota Corollas for sale nationwide that are not in transit. 
Wow. Yeah. 3,417 of them. I am surprised by that. I did not expect as many to be the LE, the entry-level trim. Look mm-hmm. at these price points. Yeah. Now I'm curious to see, Dad. So we know that most. Well, I would love to know what the, well, that's an SE, SE infrared. Yeah. I don't know what an SE infrared well, is. So, so <laughs> well, anyway, why would, when we went to the just LE trim, why would an SE infrared show up? No, it didn't. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Come on, man. I'm sorry. So we've got we've got that two thirds of available on the ground yes. Toyota Corollas nationwide are LEs. Here's what I'm I'm curious about now. Yeah. Let's remove the in transit. So now we're back up to fifteen thousand eight hundred eighty six. Yes. I wonder, Dad. Do you think two thirds of them are going to be LEs now that we're factoring in those <clears throat> that are in transit? Sure. Nine thousand five hundred eighty. So you know what? This is Toyota proving us wrong here. This is Toyota saying we actually are committed to, to building our entry no, level No, right options. now. They're not going forward. Oh. You know, what, what Igor was talking about from the meeting is... is Mo- moving it, forward. Yes, you know, is what they expect to do in the future, is to move up more up market, because, especially because their profit margin in North America hovers around 3%. Well, how do you get that profit margin up? You stop selling your cheap, low-profit margin vehicles. You stop producing them for the North American market, and you you continue to go to a higher-priced, higher-trim-level vehicles. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right, and then we've got here, Dad. <clears throat> yes. YouTube Car Spotter Guide wants to know how many SE manual Corollas are there. Let's take a peek. Let's just take a peek. We've got access to the information, so let's do it. Three. All right, so we've got... Let me do SE. Yeah. And we'll pull in this SE infrared. I don't know what that is. I don't yeah, know what yeah. that trim option is. And then we've got engine drivetrain. Maybe it's under there. Let's see. Yeah. Well, you don't have an option. That's not manual. Let me see. You don't have an option for manual. We do. Really? We should. Maybe there are none. True. Yeah. I don't think there are any well, for the SE. I, I don't know. Wow. I don't know if they still offer a. Uh, I think the answer is they don't. Well, I, I or the answer could be we don't know. No, because if I pull out everything. Yes. Uh, where is it? Engine and drivetrain. Manual. Yeah. Yeah. There are no. There are no SE. Yeah. Wow. How about Ellie's? All right. Let's do one more, and then we're going to switch gears here. Uh, here, we'll try this. We'll we'll check manual initially. Yeah. There's only 161,000, call it 162,000 Yeah, but this manual. is no used. There are 43,740 new cars for sale nationwide with a manual transmission. How many of them are Toyotas? 1,781. Wow. Yeah, there's a GR Corolla. There you go. Okay, yeah. There you go. The GR Corolla. The GR86. Yeah, there's not many. No. Reserved, not for sale, in transit. There you go, a Supra, $67,000 Supra. Get out of here. Anyway, okay, that is enough time with Toyota. If you enjoy the data, go click around and play around with it as well. We got to jump to our favorite segment of the show, Pops. Uh, I need a drink. No, really? You got to be kidding me. You don't even drink that much. I know, but you know, if, you, if you're going to the search bar, you should be able to get a drink. If you are going to the search bar, yeah. you should be able to go to the drink. All right, we've yeah. got two stories here for really, you've got to be kidding me. And then a thoughtful contribution just came in the chat. So yes. we will turn our attention there. The first one. Yes. U.S. judge denies Hyundai Kia class action settlement. A federal judge has denied Hyundai and Kia's proposed 
$200 million settlement with consumers who had their vehicles stolen. Yes. This saga continues for yes. Hyundai Kia. $200 yeah. million is a lot of money, man, and that got denied. Not enough. Well, it wasn't that it was not enough. It was that there were preset amounts that you would get if your vehicle was totaled or or destroyed. And, and so it didn't matter if it was a 2011 or a 2020. The amount was the same, and the judge said, well, you know, that's wonderful, except I got to believe that the 2020 is worth more than the 2011. So there, there seems to be an inherent unfairness yeah. about how people are going to get paid for that loss. But, and to me, you know, it was like, oh, somebody applied common sense to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, I believe uh, Hyundai Kia are they're they're working on a, a uh, on tweaking the payouts so that well, they can be more fair you know because let's face it the person who had a 2020 well their loss is significantly more than the person whose 2011 was yeah, stolen yeah definitely yeah. Uh, all right well that saga will continue and we'll provide updates the other story for really you got to be kidding me yes Fox, this dealership. In Brooklyn, yes. man. We're going to be talking about them um, again here in just a moment. Judge, Mitsubishi within its rights to terminate New York dealership. New York judge yes. rules Mitsubishi North America was within its rights to terminate a dealership that had nearly 8,000 consumer protection violations. Mitsubishi Motors North America had sufficient grounds to terminate a New York City dealership after it pleaded guilty to committing at least 7,939 consumer protection violations in the sale of used vehicles, a federal court has ruled. This yeah. is, it's coming from freaking Mitsubishi of all OEMs, but yes. this is a, a OE, an OEM, excuse me, demonstrating that they have the power to end relationships with their franchisees and, when and, they break and, the rules. And, and it is written into the franchise agreements that there are certain reasons that a manufacturer can terminate um, your agreement. Oh, it's very good. Dad, it's yeah. across every industry. It's super clear. Every yeah. category. You have to get to 7,938 consumer protection violations. Yeah. yeah, no, it's Perhaps written to every it contract. Yeah. <laughs> when you go over 7,938, yeah. last strike, man, you're out. Yeah, well, sometimes. It's called well, the 7,398 rule or whatever. That is. Yeah. It's so stupid, man. So, sometimes you just have to be convicted of, <laughs> of doing something illegal. Um, and, and it, it's hard for a dealership to say, well, you really shouldn't terminate us just because we paid $800,000 in restitution and fines. Um, you know, and there, there were over 7,900, uh, complaints, consumer affairs complaints again. I mean. You know, why the dealer would fight it is beyond me. They, they, you know, it's like, hey, you admitted your guilt. Yeah, just you, you move said, on. You said move you were on. wrong. Now they want to pull your franchise. Let them. You don't deserve a franchise. Yeah. You honestly, in in my opinion, in my <laughs> opinion, if you're that dealer, you don't deserve a dealer's license to operate any type of automotive dealership, new or pre-owned, in a state. That's just my opinion. 
because again, the seven thousand nine hundred thirty-eight rules clearly well, states. Well, yeah, and and you know, once you once you surpass eight hundred thousand dollars in fines and restitution, you know, that that is that is the 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 straw that breaks the, yeah, the camel's back, back and says you don't deserve to have a dealer's license in our state anymore. <sighs> yeah. Incredible you know, stuff. You know, I mean, we know it's a high bar. Yeah. Okay. We realize it's a high bar. It should probably be a much lower <laughs> bar. Okay. Because, well, anybody could limbo under this <laughs> yeah. bar. Um, but it, it should be a much lower bar. Um, and, and you know, if, if, if it's okay for the manufacturer to terminate the agreement, it should be more than okay for the state to terminate the, the dealer license. 100%. In my opinion. And and to be very clear, Jim's right yes. here. It's not just new car dealers. Remember, the Texas Attorney yeah. General never yes. did anything till Vroom hit over five thousand complaints. complaints. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, the um, key was you had to break five thousand complaints before the Texas Attorney General would even pay any attention to it. All right, folks. Just a friendly reminder: yes. back at CarEdge.com, our twenty percent off of everything sale ends soon. $100 off vehicle service contracts ends soon just as well. We can help you in so many different ways. I want to highlight one today, which is the community forum. You go to carage.com, you go to resources, you click on community. Mm -hmm. There are now nearly 30,000 members of the community forum. All right. So please, please, please come here and find yourself amongst others like yes. Josh, who's sharing his success story. Or uh, we've got Sherry here looking for help with her 2019 Crosstrek deal. Or we've got Alex asking questions about a loan finance charge. Tom asking questions about a pre-purchase inspection on a one-year-old vehicle. This community forum is the thing that I am personally most proud of. Mm -hmm. Absolutely most proud of. So please, 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 again, go to caredge.com, go into resources, and click on community. And the thing that we started the show with that I will mention again yes. is I encourage everyone in our community to check out our new landing page where we are asking dealers to apply <clears throat> to our trusted dealer network, a new initiative that we are working on, an extension from the sales event that we did recently, is we are working with dealers to allow us to pre-negotiate pricing of their inventory. Actually, it says it on the page here. Let me just scroll down. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we're doing. Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Pre-negotiated pricing, <laughs> no hidden fees or add-ons. You have to be able to deliver to the customer's home and you must allow a car edge concierge to facilitate the deal. If dealers agree to that, we're gonna work with them. Yes. And I think it's gonna be incredible. And so if you are a dealer, if you know a dealer, tell them, refer them to this page, caredge.com slash trusted. This is something I'm really proud to be working on because it finally feels like it could be a win-win for yeah. our community and for dealers out there who already do this, who already yes. treat people with fairness, transparency. And, and, and for those who were thinking about moving to this type of model and haven't convinced themselves yet, um, if we can help convince them, then that's a win-win for everybody. 100%, 100%. Okay, gang, let's call it a show. Okay. We'll be back tomorrow, and um, we'll be back on Friday, and yes. we'll be back on Saturday. <clears throat> tomorrow at noon Eastern, 9, uh, nine Pacific, uh, 8 a.m. Is that in Anchorage? 6 a.m. Honolulu? You're getting rusty, man. Yeah, well, you know. And midnight in Manila, ladies and gentlemen, for everybody that uh, that follow us is, follows us in Manila. I have, a, uh, I have some phlegm. All right, gang, we will see you tomorrow. Uh, thank you, everybody. I'm very Flemish today. Yeah, you, are. you look good, though. <laughs> well, thank you. I feel good. I'm just Flemish. <laughs>